Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. We're going to switch gears here and do something a little bit special here for the next few Jumpstarts. We have a series of Jumpstart booklets. We have over 27 booklets that's been put together on special themes. And I'm going to just, like an old grandfather, grab one of these booklets and just start reading it through. And since we're still in the new month of a new year, I'm going to pick out our book on vision and read to you some things that I have written in the past about vision. So our passage today is Luke 14, verse 28. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to compete it? Our verse today comes from the theme of discipleship. Counting the cost is what Jesus is driving at. Calculate the cost. Figure out how much something is going to cost. Can you even afford it? Financial terms and words that express the idea of planning are used here. We understand this concept in other areas. Car shopping involves looking at different kinds of cars, colors, options, sitting in the driver's seat, taking in the smell of a new car, touching the buttons and being amazed. Before long, a person looks at the sticker on the side of the car window. That ends it for many people right there. It's too expensive. I can't afford that. Calculate the cost before you sit down and sign the papers. In the story, Jesus tells a builder is constructing a tower. Without careful planning, he'll run out of money and the tower will stand unfinished. Unable to finish, he becomes a source of jokes and ridicule and embarrassment. A foundation was laid, but no tower was ever built. He ran out of money. He failed to calculate. He did not finish what was started. Before he even turned over dirt, he should have planned. His failure to plan led to a failure to build. Planning thinking things out, looking at the current situation, and then looking into the future to improve things is what he should have done. Throughout our lives, there's all kinds of planning stages. Before the baby is born, a young couple will pick out names, fix up a room, and make plans for the new baby. Before we purchase a car, a house, or even take a vacation, the wise person will plan things out. These plans include counting the costs and finding the best deals. These plans involve looking at calendars and schedules. These plans are put on paper. They are thought about and thought about. Often the plans are scratched out and new plans are drawn up. It is amazing that we can put so much planning into picking out a college for our kids, buying a house for ourselves, or even purchasing a car, but give so little thought to things spiritually. How rare is it that anyone asks, where does this congregation plan to be in five years? Like an old river, two men just keep on rolling down the, the river <clears throat> thinking things will always be the same. A funeral here, a funeral there, and the numbers dip down. No one speaks about what everyone sees. We are decreasing, not increasing. No one thinks about what needs to be done to turn the tide. No one seems to be concerned about the future. And so the church continues doing what's done in the past decades. Dusty tracks line the wall, and no one thinks that these haven't been touched in years. The same class format is used over and over, and no one tries a new method. Every spring, every fall, a series of lessons are presented by a visiting preacher. That brings a bit of hope and excitement, but it quickly goes away about as fast as it came. No one follows up with further teaching. No one suggests a different format for those lessons. No one is even sure what the purpose of those special meetings are. No one has given any thought to who will replace the current shepherds. 
Everything moves on slowly until one day one of the shepherds dies. Then there's a swarm of activity to find his replacement. No thought was ever given to this before. Someone reluctantly agrees to serve and everyone breathes a sigh of relief. Then things return to the lifeless normal that's always been. Nothing more is ever said until there's another crisis. Without realizing it, the church there is slowly dying right before their eyes. Folks wonder what happened. It used to be big, but now it's not. Some claim that all the young people moved away. Others say it's just the times that we live in. No one is interested these days. Still, nothing changes. No plans, no direction, no future. Smaller and smaller the church becomes. More and more discouraged are the members. This is a scene in many, many congregations today. I know. I've been with them. I've asked the questions of which they've never thought of before, and they don't know how to answer. Questions such as, how are you going to turn this around? What are your plans in 10 years? Sometimes a few will give a safe, guarded answer, such as, we want to be as big as we can, but how are you going to do that? What are your steps to do that? It's simply, simply doing the same thing over and over again. How about a class in the homes? How about a specific meeting, a meeting to address the specific needs that are they're facing? But no, they haven't given those thoughts. They continue to do simply what they do. Sit down and calculate. If Jesus wants us to do this in discipleship, don't you think he expects us to do the same in leading his people? Calculate what's going to take to get these people stronger. Calculate what's going to take to spread the word in this community. Calculate how it's going to take to get more elders and shepherds in the congregation. Calculate, count, figure things out. Get together and do some talking and thinking and planning. Maybe it's time to have a planning meeting. Maybe it's time to think about what we're teaching and what we're putting before folks. Maybe it's time to think about developing new leaders. Planning, thinking things out making adjustments to meet the goals. This is what shepherds need to be doing. In the great Psalms, the shepherd led him to the green pastures. How did he know where the green pastures were? Why was he leading them through the dark valleys of the shadow of death? He was going somewhere. Where was he going? Often in the spring, the grass is eaten in the lowlands, and the shepherds would move the flocks to the higher, cooler pasture in the summer. To get there, they had to travel through those dark canyons. He was on a destination. He was going somewhere. He had a plan. He knew exactly what he had to do. Do you see that? Shepherds need a plan to get their people to heaven. Simply, what is that plan? Calculate the cost. Figure out how much that tower is going to cost to build it before it's built. Leadership involves not just those things in the present, but looking into the future. Where are we going and how are we going to get there? Too many places are stuck simply on autopilot. It's time to turn it off, put your hands back on the wheel, map out a course and a destination that will accomplish exactly what the Lord wants us to do. What's it going to cost to build? The wise builder knows even before he starts building. Thank you so much for listening to these.